Welcome to the Accounting Pathways podcast brought to you by the Boutique Accounting Project, a collaboration of boutique accounting businesses looking to change the conversation about careers in accounting. My name is John Knight. I'm the founder and managing director of Business Depot, the one place for business with the beating heart of about 70 accountants within the team, bookkeepers and advisors feeding all the different services that business owners need. Joining me today, I have Ben Walker from Inspire CA, um, life-changing accountants helping small businesses, and Nicole Bryant from the Macro Group, um, a boutique accounting business helping business owners go global, with, especially with your international tax specialty service that you can provide there, Nicole. But let's get straight into it. Welcome, Ben. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Um, let's get straight into it. And today's topic is all about what accounting career pathways are actually available out there. Now, Nicole, I'll start with you if you don't mind. Do you think people even know the different accounting pathways that are available out there? No, I don't actually. And it's it's quite surprising when I speak to people, whether it's in business or at uni or even at school still, that they just still don't quite understand how broad an accounting uh, career can be and how many opportunities that there there are out there for everyone. There's lots of variations, isn't there? I mean, I did a bit of a mind map the other day in preparing for this, thinking about the different paths you could actually go. And there is so many different ways that you can you can go down. Now, you went, you were big for, you went commercial, and then you came back and founded your own boutique accounting business. I suppose, um, why? Why? Yeah, <laughs> good question. And look, I had really great experience commercially. And what I learned in a commercial business, so I was actually a tax advisor within a really big business. And what I learned is actually how to be a really good advisor because in that role, I got to meet with all the different advisors, all the lawyers, all the accountants, all the tax advisors globally. And I got to see which advisors were the best and what they did really well. And that really inspired me to go back and um, help create my own firm called the Macro Group, uh, and that that firm, you know, really is founded on creating positive outcomes for clients, and I learned a lot of that in commercial. So, yeah, it, you know, every part of my career I've had lots of learnings, and that's the great thing too I've also found in my career is that learning is a really big part of being an accountant. You're still learning every single day, uh, even though I've been doing this for many years now. Yeah, I did a I did a two year stint in commercial when I did the whole the obligatory sort of London thing, and <laughs> now that's a place to get different career opportunities, isn't it? In London, but you know, it really resonated with me to be able to do that. But I absolutely wanted to come back to public practice so that I had the variety of the different types of businesses and different types of clients that I, that I was helping. Ben, have you ever had a stint in in commercial? No, I haven't. Although it was very common for uh, when I was at KPMG, it was very mm-hmm. common for people to get their CA, um, mm-hmm. the Chartered Accountants. Um, thing and uh, and then go into commercial which I've kind of felt was a bit confusing for me at the time I was like what's this attraction but mm. um, anyway yeah no I haven't had any direct commercial experience myself but mm. had quite a few friends do that so predominantly public practice mm-hmm. um, I suppose the question for you um, what sort of different pathways do you see within public practice for accountants yeah I think there's um, I mean it, it comes down I think to the type of client that you can work with um, and depends on the the firm or the practice that you work for, um, you know, different firms have different specialties or niches, industries they work with. Uh, even the size of clients I've noticed um, can be, uh, you know, a bit of a big distinction between them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've always, um, and I feel like this is a great space to be in, but really love that small business. And when I started at KPMG, um, you know, going back to that question around what accounting pathways are there, I don't think I even knew for many years what, you know, what even the high level options were even working in the industry. Uh, you know, the, the first day I started, I remember this distinctly, I was um, binding 
tax returns and financial statements to go out to clients. And probably not the first day, that was probably the first six months, uh, just, just doing that um, and, and learning the ropes around, you know, basic tax stuff. But, um, you know, e- even through experience at KPMG, which was in self-managed super I mentioned before, or and, and I kind of, in KPMG, I worked in the smallest division as well. So, uh, which at the time I was like, oh, is this a cop-out? Um, uh, instead of working on those big multinational um, clients. Um, but at the end of the day, it's that diversity where you wake up every every morning um, and you're probably working on two or three different clients in that day. Um, you know, I think that that diversity and variety is um, is pretty cool. Did you get moved around KPMG to, to try different things? Not a lot, no. no. What about you in your time at the Big Four? Did you get moved around or? I asked to get moved around. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that would probably be my advice is whatever mm. pathway you do take, if you want to try something new, put your hand up. Yeah. 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 Put your hand up, take an action, do something. And there are plenty of options out there, whether you're within a big firm, whether you're in a small business, whether you're in a big commercial company or mm. even a boutique boutique accounting firm like ours, you've got options. And it's about learning, listening and putting your hand up and having a go. No, look, I love it when people put their hand up and say, mm. I want to have a go at that. Yeah. Or I see you doing that over there, John. Can I have a go at helping you out with that? Yeah. Um, you know, big brownie points for just, just asking. Uh, because if you don't ask... Um, it's really hard to hard to know. Yeah, mm. and Brendan from my team, he just put up his hand and said, "Hey, I want to go and work in the Byron Bay office." I said, oh. "Fantastic, Brendan, off you go." <laughs> Does and, everyone want to uh, work in the Byron Bay office? He's, you know, but he put his hand up, and yeah. uh, you know, he came to me, and I thought, "Oh, gee, I don't really want to lose him off my Brisbane accounts," but he's mm. still working for, on his Brisbane accounts. But he's gone to Byron Bay, and uh, fantastic opportunity for him. It, yeah, it, it's interesting, you know, how we start. You know, um, Ben, you worked and studied. Um, at the same time, yeah. I did two years full time in university. This was up in Toowoomba, actually, and then I did a work experience over Christmas, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let me go back to uni. So I did my last year over eighteen months and mm-hmm. and worked in a in a Toowoomba accounting firm mm-hmm. um, at that point, and that gave me amazing opportunities. I, I actually always think I always give big kudos to regional firms because I think they they think talk themselves down from what they actually are able to do because you tend to be. When you're on your own a little mm. bit more, you tend to be able to sort of scrap in and get more done. And I actually think that was a fantastic foundation for me in a in a country firm where we just got in and we just tried different things. How did you start? Did you do any study and work at the same time? Okay, I've got a little bit of a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I have a master's degree in tax. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but... I did go on after I did my CA and, and specialise in tax, secretly love it. And what I love <laughs> about it is, um, you know, it's really the complex problem solving, right? So tax, ta- there's some elements of tax that are pretty complex. I specialise a lot in international, but, but um, you know, tax mightn't sound that exciting, but what I get to do every day with tax and solving problems for people and their businesses and helping them to save money, it actually makes a real difference mm. and that actually makes you feel really good. And that's why I've stayed in that career for um, 25 years now. But but even tax, you can specialise, can't you? I Absolutely. mean, especially in the big firms where you've got, you know, your GST specialist, your stamp duty specialist and those types of things. I love the smaller firms because you get to dabble in all the different things and just bring in the experts like yourself for international stuff when you need it. Um, but yeah, even tax, <laughs> we can go down different pathways, can't we? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know in my career mm. I've tried a few different things from a country sort of regional sort of business accountant, but even out there I did a lot of management reporting and I did a lot of tech implementations for farmers and different things. Then when I came down to Brisbane, I got an opportunity. Um, I was doing a lot more business advisory sort of style work. And then I got an opportunity to do forensic accounting and business valuations. And, and then I got to specialize in some industry specializations and so forth. I mean, Ben, do you have any sort of specializations that you focus on? And I suppose just, just interested in your insights around how do you feel about specializing within the accounting industry? Yeah, um, I guess in terms of specializations, I kind of think about it like specializing in that small business owner and all of their financial needs in their business, but also from, from outside of their business and their personal finances. Um, one of the things I noticed that a lot of small business owners neglect their personal finances. So one thing we, we made a decision probably about six or seven years ago now is to make sure people are actually you know making decisions and moving forward in their wealth creation journey. Um, so things like, you know, we, uh, I don't know whether you'd call it a specialization, but we know them well. That's self-managed super funds. Um, I've always had my hand in that area from even really early in my career. So, um, so yeah, so that's a bit of a love of mine. Uh, but even there's things like, you know, structuring or estate planning for clients, uh, you know, making sure they're, they're investing in something um, that's that's relatively, you know, they're actually doing something with their money rather than sitting with lazy cash in the bank, uh, for instance. So um, I think a good advisor, yes, they might have the tax side of things covered, lodging all the things with the ATO and all that sort of stuff. That's kind of one element of it. But I think really having bridging the gap between that and the personal finances and making sure they're actually making progress there. See, even that's a specialty, isn't it? You're specialising in the humans behind the accounting, I suppose, in everything that they're needing. Absolutely. Um, and that's a, that's a huge fulfilling part for me. Yeah. One of the reasons I started my own firm was because I, at the suburban one I moved to after KPMG, I got to meet with the clients. And one thing I noticed is I used to go into meetings with the partner I was working for. And, uh, and after that meeting, you could just like f- see physically the stress gone from that client, knowing that mm. something's sorted. And, and I thought, oh, that, that was cool. That's a bit of a um, a boost for me and, and obviously them. But um, yeah, it's kind of working out what what has a, an impact in their life and, and doing that every day. You're making a difference for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm in public practice and that's why I prefer the, you know, the, the SME, the small to medium enterprise sort of, sort of market mm. as compared to the, the corporate sort of market because mm. it's a bit harder to make an impact <laughs> or especially an emotional impact with, say, a CEO of an ASX-listed oh. company. Mm. Absolutely. I remember um, when I was in my uh, corporate career, I spent about a month working on this really big ruling about a rights issue and guess what we delivered it and I don't actually think anyone read it yeah Uh, but I know that every day when we're working with the small businesses we're making a difference we're actually helping their businesses grow and Mm. uh, that's what's actually so rewarding so yeah just love love that being able to make a difference and have a positive outcome so you've got a bit of a specialization in the in the US and international tax sort of mm-hmm. sort of side of things. I know we lean on you for for some of that advice with with our clients when when necessary. How do you feel do you have any other specialties I suppose or how do you feel about the concept of specializing within the accounting industry? Look, I think it's I actually think it's really important to specialize. I think mm-hmm. it's really important to um, find something that you're really good at. And there's lots of different options in the accounting pathways. Find something that you're really good at, something that you love, and and take it forward. And that just helps your career grow. And by uh, specialising in international, um, I have people that seek me out for that. And then that helps helps me. It helps my business. It helps them. And you know, it's actually part of the community. And it's a really important service that we offer. And yeah, it it feels really good to 
be a specialist in that area. So, yeah, I think specialisation is really important. Yeah. I mean, if I had to put my hand up for specialisation, I, I made a call to focus on the real estate industry probably about 20 years ago now, showing my age. I started working um, in the real estate industry, advising them on what their profits are really like, where they're really coming from, what's driving them. Um, and that led to a, a focus on the real estate industry now that Business Depot is known nationally to um, be one of the few accountants who are gurus in the real estate industry. We now have a rent roll broking business. We do now our legal business is a real estate specialty as well. And, and it wasn't rocket science what I was doing. I was just doing the same stuff I was doing for other clients, mm. but because I focused in on a particular industry, it enabled me to get some efficiencies in the back end and it also made me also made it easy to stand out from the crowd yeah, in absolutely. that it's easy to market a specialization and in particular an industry specialization I find it's you don't have to be a genius but you can you can go really tight and really 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 sharp and that meant I went down a different pathway in that I could do business depot because I had all these other services that I could offer to a clientele which were already following me and talking to me mm. that's great yeah. Really so I love the industry specialization. Yeah. I don't know about you, Ben. Do you like the industry specialization? Um, so we, uh, we haven't sort of, we've got a couple of different industries that stand out more than others, um, but mostly service based. Um, and I think that just comes back to, um, you know, who we are. Like we're a service business. And a lot of the principles we, we've implemented to grow our own business can be used with our clients. So, um, so I think they see a, uh, some, some cool things there. And, and we're actually good at advising service businesses because of that, I feel. Um, but I also think, um, and maybe this is a question for both of you, like you're, you've got specialties. Were you genuinely in, interested in, in what your clients do? Like, is that part of the reason why you chose your specialty? I, I think you're probably spot on. I think when you connect with the humans that you're actually advising, you, well, I generally get interested in what's going on and actually delivering a result or making a difference in their lives. And in that case, it was just helping them understand the P&L. Yeah, how about you, Nicole? Yeah, I think I was just I was just curious. I remember mm. the first international tax meeting I went to, um, the the people I was working with, they had a structure in Malta and I was like, I've never really <laughs> even heard about that and, you know, learning about how to do a structure in Malta. Mm. And over the years I've worked in hundreds of different countries and um, that's just really interesting and I, I'm still curious about when people go, okay, I want to, I want to move to the Netherlands. Okay, great. Well, how are we going to do that? Let's mm. work it out together. And that's what I really uh, like about it is that constant learning, constant changing, you know, mm. the curiosity gets satisfied. Awesome. Yeah. So, so far by way of accounting pathways, we've talked a bit about commercial as an option versus public practice. Mm. Mm-hmm. We've talked about specialising in and focusing on the humans, I suppose, and all the things that they need, not just the accounting services. Mm. We've had a specialisation in a particular type of service. Um, I've then, which I've, I've done as well with business valuations, but then the industry specializations, another pathway that you can go down. You know, I, I shared in the earlier podcast, my daughter, who's just about to finish year 12, what other accounting pathways do you think people coming out of school need to know about as, that are options within the industry? And I'm looking to see who wants to go first. So, so John, can I just clarify that question? Do you mean what courses they should take at uni no, or what, what are the jobs? Available? What are the like other the, pathways yeah, that they okay. could go within the industry? Because yeah. we've done the public practice and the commercial sort of side of things, the specialty of a service, the specialty of an industry. What other paths are there? We haven't talked about audit. Yeah, haven't talked about audit, but maybe um, maybe kind of to mention as mm. well that uh, I think any, any significant business, mm. like, I don't know if we sort of make up a number of about mm. 10 to 20 mil, if, you, mm. if you're that size or bigger, 
you're going to need some internal accounting resources Mm -hmm. anyway. So I think, um, you know, accounting is one way you can add value to a business, but the business itself is, I mean, you've got millions of different types of businesses in Australia that you could work for. And that, that I'm talking about the commercial options, so commercial mm. being that internal accountant. Um, so, you know, we, we had someone who uh, was, was working for Inspire and, and they really loved, you know, gyms. Um, and, and they actually found a place working in a chain of gyms in Brisbane but being that internal accountant resource uh, because they wanted to sort of try that commercial route um, and, and that was like really values aligned for them. So, um, you know, he, he loved the gym and that's what he ended up doing uh, is working within a gym. So, yeah. but See, I love the idea that an accountant, no matter what you're training, is you can work in an industry or work in a business that does some other part of your passion. Mm. Absolutely. You know, a, a good mate of mine, he always loved rugby. He got a job with the Queensland Reds yeah. as their accountant. Great. So awesome. <laughs> well, every single business in Australia needs an accountant. Yeah. Every single business. So if you, you the 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 opportunities are really broad. Now, you know, I don't I want to give audit a go. <laughs> we don't like audit, yeah. but my husband's actually also an accountant. He's also a CA and he started in audit and he's had a fantastic career. He started a big firm. Uh, he actually started off his audit path was in the tourism industry. He had some fantastic jobs. He did Hamilton Island, Hayman Island, Ooh. going up doing those audits. He had yeah. a great time. He that'd loved be, it. And he's gone on to work in commercial. He's now the COO of a great big university. That's, you know, a fun job. And he's had that path starting in in, in audit. So there's just so many mm. paths available that people don't even know about. And I think that that general manager, that operations manager, that mm. CEO sort of pathway is absolutely a pathway that's available as well yeah. because the accountant is the one who tends to know the business inside and out. If, if they look beyond the numbers, they can know it inside and out. If they only look at the numbers, I think they've got a, a limited sort of view of the world. But they are the only one that really understands the behind the scenes sort of numbers and drivers of the of the business as well. So that that general manager and COO sort of mm. CEO sort of roles, I think, is absolutely a pathway we need to acknowledge as well. And just to mention on that, we've got a couple of clients who are accountants or were accountants in previous lives before they started running a business. Yeah. Mm. Um, and what's interesting is that they they run it differently um, because they have that training in. In accounting, and so um, you know, maybe if, if business ownership or running something, even if it's not running your own public practice firm, um, is something that you want to do long term, then maybe accounting could be a pathway to get that really sort of deep understanding of how a, a small to medium business might work to be able to help you run one later. Mm. I also think one of the other pathways I don't think we acknowledge enough is the the path to business coaching, for uh, want yeah. of a better description. In that so many accountants learn how to get to know a business, I probably more do more sort of advisory board sort of positions these days. I wouldn't call it business coaching what I do, but you can get make a real difference to your clients by focusing on more than just the numbers, even though the numbers are really important. Absolutely. We've actually got an executive coach who helps us with our business. So mm. that's and he's a former accountant. And that's why we're using him because awesome. he actually understands our business. And uh, yeah, so that's the path he's taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Look, hopefully there's a few ideas in there of some of the different pathways that are available out there within the accounting industry. Obviously, we want to continue the discussions and keep exploring some of our experiences and some of the different pathways that that, that are available out there. But you know, one nugget, I suppose, I want people to take away from our discussion today is that whole thing that you can combine your career with something else that you are passionate about. You know, I know I've got a guy at work and he wants to 
um, work in businesses that have an impact um, from a social consciousness sort of perspective. And so when when one of those clients come in that is in that social impact sort of world, he gets that client and he gets to, to work on it. You guys got any little nuggets you want to leave our audience with today? Um, maybe to touch on something I said earlier, which was, you know, that, that values association. I think if, mm-hmm. if you work out what you're really passionate about in life in general um, and if accounting somehow weaves into that, um, then I'd, I'd follow whatever you can in your accounting journey so that your your passions and your values actually align with that. And, and I think that's where you'll get the best outcome in, in life in general. Love that, Ben. Nicole? Yeah, accounting is not what you think. There's lots of opportunities and I just really encourage you to ask some more questions and get out and meet some more people. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you'd like to keep the conversation going and keep hearing about different pathways in accounting, please subscribe to the podcast. Come along to our next event in Brisbane, which you can register at theboutiqueaccountingproject.com. Stay in touch on LinkedIn. Connect directly with Nicole and the Macro Group. LinkedIn best for you? LinkedIn. And Ben, how best for people to stay in touch with you? Yep, LinkedIn as well. And for myself, connect directly on the Business Depot website, businessdepot.com.au or connect on LinkedIn or Twitter, J-A-K underscore night. Thanks again and keep listening for our next discussion, which is going to be all about what people don't understand about the role of an accountant. 